Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Active Duty Passive Income Podcast. We have another amazing episode with Dan Wynn coming up. But before we bring him out, I want to give a quick shout out to Lieutenant Foster. Lieutenant Foster, hey, happy birthday. Happy birthday out there to my beautiful wife. We had an amazing, amazing weekend here. Uh, Fortunately, she was in port, and so we were able to have a little party and a little shindig. But anyway, if you see Lieutenant Foster out there, wish her a happy birthday. If you're over on the East Coast, and uh, and hey, if you're not on the East Coast, I hope you've had the same great weather that we had this weekend because it was phenomenal and definitely much appreciated from the crazy, you know, rainy and cold weather we've had earlier on in the week. So anyway, hope you guys are having a great weekend out there wherever you are. Stay classy and make sure you're keeping on the press. OK, we are halfway through March. 2019 is almost halfway done in another three months, okay? So what are you planning for the next three months? How are you going to close on your next deal? My brother-in-law just closed on another deal. Congratulations for him. Uh, hope you guys are out there taking advantage of some, some of the nice weather, the extra time to get out and maybe spend one hour a day, right? Maybe even if it's 30 minutes a day. You know, and the time that you're taking to listen to this podcast, take some extra time to just go ahead and take a look at the market. Drive to a property, drive around your block, see if there's anything close by, right? Or even make a call across, you know, the country to another state. Maybe you've got another property that you're looking at that's in a lower price point. Let's say if you're in California and you're looking in Indiana, you're looking at Tennessee, you're looking at Kentucky, wherever, right? Just try another market and see what's available to you guys, but don't be complacent. That's the one thing, okay? Complacency kills. Anyway, let's switch gears real quick. I want to talk about the Military House Hacking Seminar that's going on in Norfolk, Virginia on April 5th at 6 p.m. It's going to be amazing. It's a Friday. Make sure if you're in the D.C., Virginia area, make sure that you come on down. It's going to be electric, all right? We're going to talk about how you can get a home and all the different ways that you can house hack it and build some income to project yourself forward to start investing and building your financial freedom. I cannot wait, and I cannot wait to see you guys out there, all right? Anyway, outside of that, let's start the show. Hey, Freedom Fighters, welcome to the Active Duty Passive Income Podcast, the only place where military members, veterans, and their families learn how to build wealth through real estate investing. I'm your host, Mike Foster, and I'm here to show you how to stop wasting your benefits. Now get off your ass, step up to the firing line, and make ready for today's lesson. Shooter, stand by. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Active Duty Passive Income Podcast. I am so excited for this episode. We've got Dan, the man, win here. What's going on, Dan? How are you doing? What's going on? What's going on, man? I love the energy. Love the energy. So I'm uh, I'm really excited to be here, man. Really excited to hop on the podcast. Love what everybody's doing uh, with the with the ADPI mission, the Active Duty Passive Income mission. Is Um, just so excited to be on board, man. Man, we're excited to have you, dude. Oh, my goodness. Guys, when we met this guy, first of all, he reached out to us on the Facebook group, right? Talking to us about how he loved us, whatever, right? And we were like, oh, hey, yeah, this dude is awesome. 
here we are at it, 10X Growth Con, and Adam and in I- In Miami. In Miami, right? In Miami, you know, a little salsa dance in Miami. <laughs> yeah. In Miami, Adam and I just happened to shout our website out. I think we were, there was a part uh, and section of the, of the event where they were going over people's websites. So we wanted to get ours out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ty Lopez. That's right. Mm-hmm. He was out there doing it. And uh, anyway, so you heard us shout our name and we're just like, hey, man, I heard this loud, raspy voice. It was like this broken voice. It was like, hey, <laughs> That was definitely mine. Active duty passive <laughs> And I like turned my head and I was like, oh, there they are, you know? So. Man, that was awesome, dude. Oh, I'm so glad we did that. That was probably the best decision we made yeah. because even though we did not get our website, you know, blasted in front of 35,000 people, we ended up meeting Dan, which was great. That was, that was really, really cool. And so uh, since then, man, I mean, it's been history. We, we, uh, we talked, you, 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 um, highlighted us in a video and I think we were just like, yo, man, we love this guy's energy. We need him on our team. Like how the heck can we figure it out? So welcome to the team, buddy. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm really, really glad to have, I'm really, really glad to have this opportunity, man, to, to join a team with a very, very similar, uh, mission. It's so hard, uh, finding very committed, like-minded individuals. And that's what you guys bring. Obviously you're veterans. You guys are doing major, major, major things. If you don't know already, Definitely go check out the Active Duty Passive Income website and uh, just just take a small look at what these guys are what what we're doing here. I mean, podcasts, freaking uh, blog posts. You got the Facebook page. You got like all types of free education for any service members and their families. It's it's wild. It's wild. And you guys just growing at such an explosive rate. It's just it's it's awesome to be a part of a team like that. So. Dude, well, hey, man, thank you so much. I mean, we, we absolutely love it. We have a passion for it. And, uh, and I think that's kind of why we meshed. I mean, you have your own thing going on, right? You had YouTube videos that you were out there doing pretty much the same thing, but you were, had your own professional like, thing set up. It was crazy. You want to talk about that at all? Or? Yeah, I, had, um, I started a YouTube page. I just, so I was in Triple C, for those of you who don't know, it's a captain's career course. Uh, I'm a finance officer. I started off infantry. Um, did the switch over at Finance Triple C. Um, we were one of our first topics, one of our first assignments there. Uh, we were uh, told to do a speaking, uh, a speaking engagement, which was get up in front of the class, public speaking. You know, as commanders, we will need to get in front of people and be able to talk professional, professionally and competently. Um, so that was one of our first tasks. And while doing that, I, I chose to speak about real estate. Um, afterwards, a lot of people came up and were like, oh man, that's awesome what you're doing. You know, they, they wanted to know more. So, um, you know, I, I, I was like, I might as well go ahead and make a video about it. Maybe I'll start, you know, kind of vlogging my journey and, and showing what I'm doing here. So, uh, I created a, created a YouTube page and I, I started making videos exactly about that, about real estate investing. Um, it wasn't purely geared towards, uh, service members, but I did, multiple videos on service members and, and every single one of my videos, you see the flag in the back. Usually you see the, the Ranger tab in the back. So you can tell I'm affiliated with the military. It's no, it was no, no secret. You know? <laughs> um, so yeah, that's, that's what I did. I had a, or you have a YouTube page called a financial freedom journal. And uh, what it does is just documents my journey to financial freedom and sharing tips and, and things that you can do along the way to, to achieve your own financial freedom. So Awesome. And that's like exactly, that's exactly what you, what 
the uh, active duty passive income mission is like if you look at the mission statement online it literally says financial freedom for service members it paraphrasing here but financial freedom <laughs> for service members and their family uh like just educating service members and their family um says it right there on the main page mission you know and that's exactly what what i was what i was doing so i think that we were very it was very that, synced yeah. in that same that same mission same mindset so exactly it was a match made in heaven man and yeah. so we're super yeah. glad to have you on the team again you know realize you bring a very unique set of skills that we haven't quite figured out yet but, you know, we have that energy and that passion in the same direction. It was a no-brainer. So we're like, man, we got to get this guy on. So, Dude, when, when I met you guys, when I met you guys, I was like fanboying out a little bit. I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> I was like, oh, snap. I had to pretend like I didn't know you guys' names. You know, I was like, uh, your name is, I already knew your name was Mike, man. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I already knew Adam. I already knew who he was. You know what I mean? Like, dude, these guys are running after the passive income, dude. Like, I know who these guys are. You can't just. You know, I didn't want to be that much of a fanboy, you know. But, uh, no, it's yeah, all good, man. I already knew what you guys were doing. It was, it was, it was pretty cool. Um, so I, I definitely had to had to get on a video, um, video with you guys and document, you know, to, to help document what you guys were doing. Um, and I met you guys on the last day, and that was kind of intentional as well because, like. I did a lot of interviews before then. It was kind of a prep to <laughs> to that third day. I was like, man, I got to get this one right. You know? Really? Oh, no. Okay. Well, hey, man, listen, I hope, you know, after meeting us, you realize we're really cool, dude. Like, we're not, yeah. <laughs> this, this, that we could have done like four takes that day and it would have yeah. been just fine. So, and I couldn't even talk, man. So, my yeah. voice was really, really bad. <laughs> God, that was crazy. But, um. I had to put the subtitles in for you. Yeah, yeah appreciate it. <laughs> appreciate it. But so, hey, man. So let's let's uh, let's get to let the guys know to know a little bit about you, man. So tell us a little bit about your background, your military background, and how you got started investing. All right. So uh, my name's Dan Wynn. I um, joined the military. I joined the army. I'm commissioned as an infantry officer out of University of Central Florida, the real 2017 National Football Championship uh, champions. Shout out to UCF. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, so I joined, I started off uh, infantry, went to, went to some cool schools, got some great, great, great leadership experience. Um, and then I made a transition over into the finance world. Um, now, in between that period, while I was, um, and while I was an infantry officer, um, I had already picked up Rich Dad, Poor Dad prior to that. And I had, I had a, a, a vision of what I wanted to do as far as um, investing into real estate. So um, when I got to my PCS, my first duty station, Fort Stewart, I uh, I bought a single family home and um, I looked at it, I analyzed it, I made sure that it could rent when we left and I made sure that it would appreciate in value, that I can make some small cosmetic changes to it to, to um, force appreciation into the asset. Um, did that, moved out, um, Right around that same time, I bought my first true investment. It was a single family home down in Jacksonville. Um, I kind of really lucked out with this one. I bought it for 25, ended up putting about 30 into it, uh, rented out for 925, and uh, it appraised for 101. Um, so I did a classic burst strategy on it, took out a 65% loan of value, uh, refinanced on it. So I took out, you know, six. After everything was said and done, I, I got about $8,000. Um, so I had 50, I was about 55 all into it. Um, did the 65 
thousand dollar cash out refinance after closing costs. I got about eight thousand dollars back plus all my capital that I put into it. And I basically took that money, put it into another four unit. And um, then I got another four unit after that. So that's that's pretty much my investing story. So I'm sitting at nine years right now. I'm trying to close on another three unit deal. And um, that's that's me as far as the investing side. As far as the personal side, you know, I have a wife and two beautiful kids and, uh, you know, all this is, that's kind of my, my why and my purpose. So the family, building legacy wealth, um, you know, teaching, teaching, educating others about financial freedom. That's kind of, kind of the why. So outstanding, man. That's me in a nutshell. Who y'all dude. And that's, that's, that's really motivating. I mean, how you were able to take, you know, your first single family home and start, you know, compounding that and getting into bigger and better, uh, better deals. And now I believe you're looking at the multifamily game now, right? Yeah. So I'm actually trying to sell that first single family that I was talking about in Jacksonville. I'm trying to sell it right now. Um, it's actually under contract. I was supposed to close last week, had some things go on with it. So um, we're hopefully it'll be closing next week and I'll make a nice lump sum off of that. And uh, I'm just going to continue investing in a multifamily scalability and economies of scales is a major factor in why uh, I'm no longer doing single families and I'm only doing multifamily. So. All right, my man. Smart. That's very, very smart. So uh, yeah, man, that's, that's great. And you're heading down a really good direction. Um, The multifamily space is, is blowing up now and, uh, and you'll see a lot on Adam and Tim, they're coming up with a multifamily um, boot camp, I guess, right? Not necessarily a boot camp, but some kind of academy, right? Uh, a course that we're going to be uh, bringing on that here April 1st. So get ready for that. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> I want to be in it myself. I, I'm, I'm waiting for that thing. Cause I know, uh, I, I know freaking Adam and Tim are absolutely crushing the, the, uh, the syndication and, and multifamily game right now. So that, I, I'm looking forward to that. So yeah. exactly. if you got, if you guys out there aren't, aren't looking forward to that, you definitely need to be looking forward to it and looking it up. So yeah, man. No, it's it's going to be intense. So yeah, definitely stand by. And Dan is going to be a big part of that as well. So it'll be huge. Um, so definitely interested, man. So like, oh, so we understand now you're up in like New York, right? Like up upstate New York, super cold Bro. up there. How are you surviving? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I grew up in Jacksonville. So being up in this weather is like, it, it sucks. Uh, just the web, you know, the area and the people are lovely. I, I love summertime's really, really nice. I love the people here. Everyone's really, really nice. Um, I don't mind the post at all. Fort Drum's a nice place. Uh, climb the glory for any 10th mountain guys out there. Um, but yeah, this weather is like, I mean, it gets negative 30 degrees. Why? It gets negative 30 right. degrees here. Like, why? <laughs> why? Don't, why is part of America? You know what I mean? Don't like, even don't even understand that, man. Like <laughs> again, and again, I love the locals here, but there's people that made it that make a conscious decision to live here. And it's like, bro, <laughs> hey man, you know what? 30 degrees. Works works real estate though, right? If people are willing to come, right? Yeah. That's it. You're right. You're That's right. it. So do you mind walking us through some of the, uh, some of the, I guess the specifics, right. That, that you went through when getting your first deal, maybe your first multifamily deal. Let's talk about that. Right. I know you broke down this a little bit, but what was the thought process and shifting over? Um, maybe what were some of the challenges that you faced into getting into that space and, um, and just kind of, you know, let's, let's, let's talk. 
So definitely um, my first family, my first multifamily deal was my most traumatic experience with uh, real estate investing. Mm. And uh, I'm not going to say it almost crushed me, but like, man, it was very, very, very difficult. So uh, just to backtrack just a little bit on that, that first single family deal that I did, um, the first true investment that I did in Jacksonville, I had, um, uh, I ran into a buddy of mine while I was actually looking for, um, looking to invest. And he did, he did contracting work. Um, his name is Stefan Alvarez, good guy. And, um, he basically managed the whole entire property, the whole entire renovation for me. Um, he did everything like the floors, the, the freaking, uh, he contracted the roof. I mean, he did everything for me. And again, he was my buddy. I wrestled with him in high school and it was like, I didn't have any issues at all. So I went uh, for my multifamily deal. I went out of, I went a, a ways away. I, I managed it from a distance. Um, I did everything from a distance really. Um, so I was living in Savannah, but this unit, uh, this four unit was in Columbus, Georgia. It was like right around Fort Benning. <clears throat> and um, that's like a four hour drive. So obviously I couldn't get there in a day to day. And even yeah, right. sometimes in the weekends, I couldn't get there. So I didn't think it was going to be that big of a deal. I figured, you know, I get another contractor, you know, he manages the work and, you know, I do some video, you know, video phone conversations, making sure everything's good and, and, and everything would be fine. But no, that did not happen. <laughs> I Dang. went through about, I went through about, uh, I went through about five or six contractors um, between wow. firing. I went through a lawsuit. I went through a very big lawsuit. Oh and my this, goodness. Yeah, man. This, this project that was only supposed to be a four, four months ended up turning into a 10 month or an 11 month ordeal. Um, it was, uh, it was pretty tricky, but, um, the reason why I switched over to multifamily was because of economies of scale. So, um, on one, when you, when you're dealing with single family rentals, um, you have one roof, you have one tenant. I mean, that's it. So if the tenant moves out, if you have a vacancy, you're stuck paying all of the mortgage. Um, and also the property management fees, like in, any fees in general are tend to be more expensive because you only have one unit. Mm-hmm. Now, and if you have four units or you, you have 10 units, then it makes it a little bit easier. You can kind of cut deals. So for example, the four units that I have now, um, or the, the two four units that I have now, the property management only charges 7% versus the 10% that they were charging the single nice. family home. And then also if I have a vacancy, it's not really a big deal. I mean, it's a, it's a big deal, but it's not really a huge deal because all the other tenants are covering down the mortgage. I, I still don't, I have not had to make any payments to mortgage since I've gotten those four units deal, uh, since I've gotten the multifamily homes. Um, now once, once they were stabilized, of course. And, um, yeah, so the, the four units was to me, it was, it was an easier sell. Um, I, you know, not worrying about vacancy or it's easier on vacancy, easier on repairs, easier on, it, it's just, it's just much easier all around. in in my uh, opinion, and it takes just amount, it's just the same amount of time as it does to analyze and do everything on a single family than it does a multi-family. So it's like, why not? Why not? Um, mm-hmm. So did that. Um, so going back to the actual, uh, the deal itself, I purchased this four unit, my first four unit for 87,000. It was a four, it's a, it's two duplexes sitting side by side on the one acre lot. Um, oh, okay, and cool. so they're separate. Each, yeah. I, I only had one tenant. Uh, there was only one tenant in there at, at, at first, all the other three units were vacant. And it was kind of run down. It had like a prison guard fence up. You know, it, it, it was really <laughs> messed up. I mean, there was holes in the ceiling. Wow, okay. And, and 
all the ACs were gone. People stole them for the copper and stuff, you know? So, but there was one tenant in there um, and she was paying, she was paying uh, 550 and yeah, 550 uh, for rent at that time. Um, bought it for 87,000. I did a 50,000, dollars $53,000 renovation to it. And um, the way I financed it, I financed it straight using hard money basically. So I had the capital that I, that I took out of that first single family deal. And um, I was able to leverage that money, which is one of the huge um, advantages to real estate over every other kind of investment vehicle. But um, I leveraged that money to to basically put in for 130 something, put down on 130 something thousand dollar project. So I only had like, I think, 30 or 40 thousand dollars that I put down towards that. Um, so my 40 thousand dollars, I was able to manage a 130 something thousand dollar um project so uh completed the project um it rented out every unit is rented out right now anywhere between 560 and 600 um cash flowing right over a thousand dollars a month uh with it um it's 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 going really smooth and that's that's a thousand dollars after you know 10 percent for um uh, for expensive 10 percent expenses 10 percent for uh for um vacancy uh, 3% for CapEx and uh, 7% for the property management. So um, I, like I'm cash flowing with all other things considered as well. And it's, it's just doing, it's just doing really, really well. I don't have any, any major issues with that one. That is um, awesome, man. That's awesome. Hey, real yeah. quick, you mentioned CapEx. What did you mean by CapEx? Capital expenditures. It's anything that pretty much has a lifespan of over about seven years, seven to 10 years. So we're talking about like water heaters. We're talking about roofs, we're talking about, uh, ACs and AC handlers. Um, usually, usually you want to, to set aside a small percentage, uh, for capital expenditures. Um, like, like I said, for roofs and things like that, you set around, you set aside anywhere between two and 3%, um, every single month, um, after seven years, you should have enough money piled up to pay for that pay for whatever that capital expenditure that broke, like for the water heater, right. for the AC system. I mean, ACs are pretty expensive. They're like, depending on the size, the size and the, the brand that you get yeah. um, and what's wrong with it, if you have to replace it, um, it, it can be easily two to three Gs. Um, so you usually want to set aside a little bit of money for, for, for things like that. Like that, exactly. Or God forbid you have a roof, you know, that you need to replace within five years or so. Um, that can definitely get expensive, uh, yes. or, you know, a tree comes in. I mean, well, if for something outside external, you got insurance and that, yeah. that's kind of where that comes into play, but, but yeah, <clears throat> awesome. Wow. So, all right. So see, but look at that guy. So it's, it's not as hard as it seems at all. You know, you just got to kind of get in there, uh, understand what's going on. Like we always say, educate yourself, network with other people like Dan who have done these deals before. He can help guide you through some of the pitfalls to watch for. And, um, and yeah, just, just get in and do it. I mean, to say that from the struggle that you went through, right, Dan, that now you can cash flow 1000 a month after all your planned ex- expenses. I mean, is that worth it? Oh, yeah, big time. I mean, my cash on cash return right now is sitting around like 30%. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's going well now. Again, there's so many advantages to real estate, but the thing I'm looking at is more of the long game. Of course, cash flow matters. Cash flow is king, right? But I'm also looking at the long game. Hey, my tenants are paying down my mortgage. So the home right now is worth like 140. 
140 to 150 right now, but, um, and I only have 75%, uh, I have a 75% uh, mortgage. I did a 75% loan to value on that. Right. On so that you have some so, equity in there, right? Exactly. So I, I have equity in it already, mm-hmm. but my tenants are going to pay down that 75%. So in about 15 to 15 years, um, I'll have enough equity in it to where I can either sell it or I can do another cash out and completely pay for all of my kids' college expenses. I can give them a nice, big, uh, nice, big, you know, starting off in the world present, you know, um, that awesome. hopefully that hopefully, you know, being on these job sites, I bring them to, uh, what we're doing. And, and I, I, you know, we, uh, we install doors together. My kid's only three years old, but he likes to hold the little, you know, he likes to, to, uh, he likes to, to get in there and try to do stuff. Even right. He's not really doing anything. Just, I feel like just being in that environment. And once he gets of age, um, being able to teach him those things, like teach a man a fish, giving him a lump sum of money once he actually starts, or at least allowing him the opportunity to, uh, to buy or manage another, uh, a multifamily when he starts off, it's going to put him in a, in a very, very good place. Something that I didn't get as, as a child. Um, so yeah. Amen. See guys, this is exactly what we're talking about in building generational wealth, because that is going to change and affect his life forever. It's great, you know, and you are still a young guy, my man, you know, so, and so you have your whole, your whole life ahead of you too. And he's going to be, he's going to grow so much just from, from learning from you. Um, it's great. And, and I know those of you who are out there listening to this, you know, take heed, man, because you start now. Don't, don't wait until it's too late. Right? Don't wait until you're a year, two years from your deathbed, which of course we don't know, right? You never know. But, um, but then you got, you only have a limited amount of time, right? Um, what was it? Uh, I forget who was at 10X that mentioned it. I think it might've been Jesse. Uh, Jesse Itzler, but he was saying something that, you know, if the average person um, like lives until they're 70 or 68 or something like that, like he only has a certain amount of summers left. Yeah, that was, Je- that was Jesse Itzler. It's, that was Jesse right. Itzler, right? Yeah. yeah. It's crazy though to think about it. And, and it's like, well, what are you doing with that time? Right. So Dan's out there yeah. buying, buying multifamilies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Trying to, trying to, you know, buy multifamily, but at the same time, you know, teach others how to do the same thing. And that's, exactly. again, that's one thing that I love about active duty passive income. Your passion is educating others, especially soldier, um, soldiers and service members, uh, how to do that. Um, I think a lot of times we get stuck in this, um, you know, the school system and just the education system in general. And I would almost say like the world in general kind of, kind of pigeonholes us into this one thing, like, Hey, you got to go to school. You got to go get a good job and work for a corporation and you, you got to put in, put money into for, for service members. You got to put money into your TSP. And then other than that, dude, you just work your job for like, you know, until you're 65. So the thing that blows my mind is that, you know, we try to keep service members in, in the, uh, in the military for 20 years or so until we retire. But then we tell them, Hey, you know, go get another job and get another pension. And it's like, bro, man, like we can do so much better, so, we can do much, so much more than that. We so can, we can be buying properties through real estate. We can be buying properties and, and building wealth while we're in, while we're in the military. And it's not just about like financial sake or, or even generational wealth, but it actually makes us better as leaders, better as individuals, like that, that type of comfort, that type of, uh, knowing that, knowing that you have a, a, uh, financial wall around you, it kind of, 
uh, brings, to me at least, it brings a, a little bit of confidence. And it also, um, I, I don't know, it just, it just brings confidence and puts me more at ease, um, takes some of the stress off of life. Like, hey, man, if, if, if God forbid I was to die today, man, like, at least my family, Family's if they bad. really needed to, if they really needed to, they can go live in one of my units and, and, and not have to, not have to work, you know, obviously probably wouldn't be that comfortable, but you know, they, they wouldn't have to work. They're not kicked out on the street, you know? So exactly. I don't know. Oh man, that's it. You're absolutely right. you bring up a great point. That was actually something I never even really thought about too. You know, it's like the, all those transition classes, that's all they prepare you for is finding your next job. Even when you're retired, I mean, we had some retirees in my class. It was <laughs> here. Now we're going to set you up for success for you can find your next job. Well, until you're 65, until you're and 65. Then you're, and then when you're old and decrepit, you can, you, you can live the life you want. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Come on, man. Come it's on, so much more appealing to know that you're going into service, knowing that once you're done with your service, you can be financially free on the outside. And, yep. and again, and again, it's not just about the financial freedom too. You can go off and do something that's super fulfilling to you and not saying that the military is not, but you can do something that's continue to do something that's just as fulfilling. Like one of my exactly. biggest goals is to, is I, I really want to go and, and be a wrestling coach. I want to go and mentor other, other, uh, other young kids because wrestling did a lot for me in my life. Nice, um, nice. but what, what I would also like to do that with that is mix in real estate with it to where, you know, um, I, I have a wrestling program over the summers where I'm teaching these guys how to flip, flip houses. I'm teaching these guys how to manage product, uh, projects. And, uh, the proceeds from this, from this goes directly to the program, the back to the education program, uh, the athletic program and other clubs that teach, teach young kids, financial education, stuff that we're not, we're not learning in school, you know? So, right. um, I don't know. Dude, that's awesome, man. That's absolutely awesome. Um, and I know you're going to kill it with that just because of who you are, you know, the integrity that you have, the energy that you bring, all those kids are going to be, uh, are going to be, um, amazing athletes and financial successes too, you know, so that's, that's uh, awesome. that would be awesome. That would be awesome. That's awesome, man. So, hey dude, I really appreciate having you on here, man. I'm going to take you to our bonus round real quick. I've got three last questions. All right. The bonus round. The bonus <laughs> round. All right. So. Question number one, what's your favorite book? You mean outside of uh, Military House Hacking? Yeah, that's a good book. That's a good book. Shameless plug. I, got yeah. the, uh, I, keep this, I keep this on me. I like to show it off. I got the, uh, the, the oh, signature stuff in there, too. You got too, the signed you know? copy. Yeah, it's there you cool. go. That's pretty cool. But um, <laughs> outside, of, uh, outside of, you know, Military House Hacking, I think my favorite book um, would – so I got a couple, I got a couple of them, but I'll just say number one is probably the one that you're, you've probably heard most likely if you've asked, because you've asked this question, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Absolutely. That's the one that changed my mindset, um, completely flipped, flipped my mindset into um, how to, how to create wealth versus how to go out and work for wealth or not even wealth, how to go out and work for money, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's probably number one, just because it completely switched my mindset. Um, after that, I, I got some other book. I mean, you can kind of see some of my library here. Dude. Yeah, see, some, you got quite the selection, my, man. Yeah, some of my favorite books here, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I, after that would probably be How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. It just kind of teaches you how to, uh, how to. Um, That's a good one. 
how to talk and interact or how to effectively communicate with others. I, that, that's probably the best way to put it, how to really effectively communicate with others. Um, and then I love the four hour work week because it talks about systems and how to employ systems and take yourself out of businesses that you build. And I've applied a lot of that to real estate. So, um, think and grow rich, you know, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of books, number one, <laughs> a lot of books, there's a lot of books. I'm going off on a tangent right now. I can talk all about. I can talk all day about that. But, I can. Uh, I can one, see you, man. Number one, rich dad, poor dad. All right. Well, we'll definitely add links to uh, to the two other books that he mentioned because those are awesome, great books as well. Um, those are definitely ones you're gonna want to read. Good stuff, my man. So let me ask, who is your biggest hero and why? So my biggest hero, I, I don't. I don't think I really have a biggest hero. I have a number of, uh, I would say, mentors, um, even though I haven't met them before, like, like some of these authors back here. Um, of course, you know, my father was is a, a huge deal in my life, having him around. And um, even though he wasn't he wasn't uh, involved in any kind of real estate investment or any investing um, right now, he actually works for the VA. Um, but, awesome. So just, just having him around, having that male figure in my life um, mm. really did a lot for me. And he used he was one of the reasons why I did join the military. Um, I grew up in Jacksonville because uh, he was he was in the Navy. He uh, we he retired out of Mayport Military Base. I lived on that base for a little while, and um, yeah, so probably say you know my dad, my my mom, of course, too. So probably say just my my parents in general. You know, parents so. in general. All right, man, that's awesome. Well, amazing guy. So I know they must be amazing parents. That's that's <laughs> impressive, dude. My mom's going to send you some cookies or something now, man, after you said that. Hey, absolutely. <laughs> oh, I will gladly take cookies all day. I'll give you my address after this. <laughs> Hi, mom. <laughs> Hi, Mrs. Wynn. <laughs> so, um, all right, last question. Uh, if you had to give three nuggets of wisdom to those who are just getting started, what would it be? Or what would they be? Um, educate. Educate yourself. Um, educate yourself, take action and whatever you're planning on doing and then stay consistent. Um, those mm. are the three key, key ingredients mm. in my, in my mind to success. That's so awesome, it starts with education. Education leads to learn our education leads to, uh, action, action leads to consistency. Consistency leads to success. So they're probably my, my three nuggets. Mic drop. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Awesome, Dan. Well, thank you so much, man, for uh, for your time on here. I'm telling you, so many great nuggets of wisdom. Guys, uh, make sure you go connect with Dan. Dan, where can they connect with you, man? Uh, you guys can find me on Facebook. You type in Dan Wynn, REI, um, for real estate investing. You can go on LinkedIn, uh, Dan Wynn, REI. You can catch me at um, Active Duty Passive uh, Active Duty Passive Income um, on the on the Facebook page there. Um, also you can look at my, uh, if you need to send me an email, type in Dan Wynn at activitypassiveincome.com. I gladly, uh, love to answer any questions. So, um, there's some ways you can reach me. I'm working, I'm working on getting the Instagram, uh, Instagram and the snap and stuff, you know, okay. uh, I'm working on that. So Dang. once I get it, I'll, I'll put it out there. <laughs> we're, work, we're working on that too, but it's all good, man. Once you get it, we'll add it to your, uh, to your podcast episode. And guys, all, right. all these all the uh, ways you can contact him will be in the links in the show note page as well. So go check it out. Go check out Dan the Man Win. Appreciate you, buddy. Thanks, man. Right. Thanks. I really appreciate it. All right, man. Catch you later. 
Outstanding. Oh my goodness, man. What an awesome episode. Dan, thank you so much for your time and thank you for coming on to our show. Guys, I hope you got a lot from that. Make sure that you guys reach out and connect with Dan, the man. He is definitely helping us out on the ADPI front, especially with videos. He is the man, okay? So reach out to him if you got questions, if you need help, man, he will definitely help you out, all right? Hey, and also, if you're ready to get started, make sure that you check out www.activedutypassiveincome.com. You need to get on the saddle and get going because it is already halfway through March. We're almost a full quarter into 2019, and we are running out of time, okay? I'm telling you, it goes by quicker than you think, so don't wait to start your financial freedom journey, all right? Hop on a call at the very least. I'd love to talk to you and make sure that you tell me what you're working on. All right, guys. 